Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio again. This is your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading the way. Today, we have Cassie Yule, and we're going to be talking all things about intuitive energy, end-of-life doula. I can't wait to like jump into this witchy episode, but more about Cassie is that she's a mother, a wife, an intuitive energy healer end-of-life doula, artist, and the author of seven books and two card decks. Her energy healing services offer clients trauma-informed support through healing techniques rooted in Celtic and British shamanic modalities. Cassie believes that death is sacred and should be honored as such. She provides various end-of-life services, helping those wanting to feel more comfortable with death and those nearing the end of life to feel better supported. Cassie's books and decks are accessible and beautifully designed information on spiritual topics, including understanding crystals, auras, tarot, and the wheel of the year. I'm so, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about today, but a warm witchy welcome to the show today, Cassie. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. We, We've never had anybody on to talk end of life doula or, you know, grief. And I think it's such a beautiful topic that mm-hmm. I actually have a friend who's going through her own, I guess, midwifery program of this or, you know, end of life doula. I want to say midwifery. I always think midwife, but it's a doula, that doula. Um, how did you get into this work? I would love to hear, you know, we all have our own heroines or heroes journey, how, yeah. how did the universe kind of align and lead you to where you are today? <laughs> well, um, a lot of different things. <laughs> I'll try to give you the highlights though. So I, you know, I was, I knew from a young age that I could feel energy. I got into spirituality when I was pretty young. Like I started meditating when I was a teenager. I had a really open-minded grandma who lived by astrology, who really made me feel safe to explore a lot of these things. So I'm I'm eternally grateful for her um, support and guidance because I don't think I'd be here today if it wasn't for her. Like many, I grew up in a Christian household. So a lot of the things that I was into, they were kind of frowned upon. And um, she made me feel safe to explore this world. And so I really ran with that. And 
you know, my practice waxed and waned and developed in different ways over the years. And I was into yoga and Buddhism and Hinduism for a long time. And then um, things kind of pulled me back to my roots um, probably five or six years ago, where I really started to immerse myself more into um, Celtic spirituality, witchcraft, um, things that were more in line with my heritage. And that really fit and made me feel at home. And that's kind of where I've been since. And the energy healing and the end of life doula work came in um, through loss. You know, I lost um, my dad and my grandma that I was talking about and my grandfather. I lost them all within a really short amount of time. My dad and my grandma passed within a month of each other. So it was a really hard time. And in that time, something I learned about myself is that I'm really capable of holding space in those times of deep grief and loss. Um, death brings up a lot of dysfunction in families. It kind of like brings everything to the surface. And I, I realized that I could be in that space and um, stay grounded in that space. Um, and I also saw an, a need for more support around death because, you know, especially with my grandma who died from cancer, you know, I witnessed all this dysfunction happening around her and how painful it was for her when she was already going through something that was so painful. And it just made me so sad. And hospice doesn't really fill that spiritual and emotional need that dying people need. And it was funny because for a long time, I was like, I know I'm supposed to be working with people that are dying. And I didn't know what that looked like. So I thought for a long time, you know, I was still, I was running my business, Zend out, and um, I hadn't yet written my books, but I thought, well, maybe I need to go back to school and get a nursing degree so I can work in hospice. And I just thought... I don't know. Like that seems like a lot. I don't think that that's it. So I just kind of tabled it and just trusted that, you know, I would be guided. Like I just kind of knew in the back of my mind that working with people around death was where I was going to be eventually and just trusting that process. And I don't remember when it was, but I, something happened and I just, I learned about death doulas. And I was just like, instantly, I was just like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, that's it. And so I, I waited a while before I really dug into it, but it was last year that I completed my training. I think like 20, 2020, like for so many of us was a real catalyst year. And that was the year for me where I was just like, I just put down a lot of things and decided like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I want to do. Um, and so I signed up for that training and I just, I just told my husband, I'm like, this, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to end a big part of my business now that I've been running and I'm going to focus on this and my energy healing and ran with it. So it's still very fresh, very new. It's definitely not like the bulk of what I'm doing by any stretch of the imagination. I'm still in the phase of closing a current business. Um, but but it's still exciting. And the energy healing kind of worked its way in between there. That was a little bit easier for me to get up and going. So um, those are the highlights <laughs> for my story. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a big question, right? Like, all right, how much time do we have here? We yeah. Go all. 
Yeah. And I love just from, because I know so many of the listeners on here are so passionate about healing in, in so many ways and have healed a part of themselves and want to give that back into the world. And we, we want to force things like that sometimes. Like you, you know, you knew you wanted to be holding space in the, somewhere in the, in the death or, you know, end of life community, but you didn't force it. You let it, let it come to you. And that's so key. And that's when we can have that clarity. And I'm kind of having the same thing happening to me in my life right now, where I was like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? And things are starting to come together when I was able to allow, when I was to just letting things, all the puzzle pieces come together. And I think so many of us who want to help other people and myself included get stuck in that masculine like let's push let's go let's go let's go instead of okay let's I trust you know the universe is going to bring this to me my friends and I say that the universe is our business partner and we Mm -hmm. we have business meetings or meditations and we connect and yeah I'm learning deeper and deeper how powerful that is to just to trusting and allowing in in every area but specifically in business and you know our dharma or what we're called to do here Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we do force, you know, we miss some of the really beautiful things along the way. Like for me, it was that, you know, I got connected with my, my mentor who taught me about the energy healing practice that I have now. And I don't think, I think if I would have forced it and decided to go back to school for nursing, to be a hospice nurse, I would have missed that whole piece. And for me now, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like I have this energy healing practice that's so special to me. And I've learned so much that it's going to be able to really um, support the end of life work that I do, that I can help people in this very energetic way, as well as being an emotional support as well. So um, yeah, yeah, I think think you're right on with that. (laughs) So that's so beautiful. And at the end of the day, we're all just energy. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's helping transition that energy into another form. Um, We've kind of talked about a little bit around the edges. What does being an end of life doula entail? Is you know, we in your bio we talked a little bit about it's it's for for family members or friends who are maybe grieving, but also for the person who is transitioning. So could yeah. you kind of walk us through the basics of what what being an end of life doula entails? Yeah, absolutely. So much like a a birth doula, everybody's going to kind of have their specialties, but some of the primary roles that an end of life doula is going to, is going to carry are being an advocate for the dying person, helping the dying person assess and just kind of like have an overview of their life and bring meaning to their life. Um, Some of that can involve, um, uh, vigil planning. So planning what they want when they're actually in that dying process. Um, it can be creating, um, projects, artworks, different things that kind of memorialize their time here. Um, because something that was one of the most interesting things that I learned in my training for end of life doula, um, work is that so much of the focus is on physical comfort. And as we know, especially here in this spiritual community, there's so much more than physical needs. We have spiritual needs, we have emotional needs. So that's really the role that the doula fills. You know, we're not 
We're not doing anything physical. We're not doing anything with medication. It's simply to be there as somebody who can hold that space for the person who's dying, who can advocate for them, who can sit down with them and have those hard conversations that so many of their family members may not be able to even have with them because it's really hard. It's hard to say, I know that you're leaving. How can I support you? How can we look at all your time here and look at all of the things that you've done? How can we look at the things that maybe you regret and address those? Um, how can I support you in sitting with your, your anger, your sadness? You know, because when family members are with a dying person, they have their own anger and sadness. So that death doula really comes in and is able to hold that anger, fear, sadness around dying that so many of the family members are just simply not able to do because they're in their own grief and sadness and fear. So it's really just somebody to lift up, hold space, be with, witness that dying person and make sure that their wishes are honored. Um, I would say that's the primary, those are the primary roles. Um, beyond that, there is early grief and reprocessing. So the doula is also there to hold space and comfort the family. We also can help the family understand what's normal in the dying process to put them at ease. Um, and then once the person does transition, also again, being there to help them process um, that early grief. It's so beautiful. And I think you know, just, just the word end of life doula, mm -hmm. that name for me, at least is, is very powerful because it, it just the, the naming itself is shifting that paradigm of that yeah. consciousness of what death, death is, right. It's just rebirthing into a different form. Yeah. And I think at least what I've seen when the more spiritual communities is we're, we're kind of waking up to that, like you know, what, what is that next step? We don't know, but how are we going to, how are we going to deal with this? And I think a lot about Ram Dass, um, he did a lot of end of life work, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it, it just so beautiful. The stories I hear him tell of people he's been with and the energetic and love experiences that they've had just yeah. being so present with each, with each other. So when you work with people, are you working with people in person or is this something that you can also do, do virtually as well? Yeah, it's both. In person is great because, you know, a lot of people, they might want that person there because there's a yeah. certain point where people who are dying are going to be non-responsive. And so being there in person can be nice for the actual, for the vigil when the person is in that transition moment. Um. But a lot of the work can be done virtually. And I've met with people virtually because so much of it is just talking. And that's what I hear from people is, you know, these are things that I'm not able to say to my family because it's too hard for them. So a lot can be done virtually, which is really great. And I feel like that is one of the very few silver linings of COVID is that it's created this space where we've become really comfortable with um, Zoom and talking to each other, you know, it's really opened up a lot of doors, um, I think, for making connection with people not in person. So, have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk, not all anxiety is created equal, nor 
Can you manifest the same way with it? Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. Yeah. yeah. And, and energetically, like I, I have many friends and energy healers that, you know, over the phone or Zoom, we can oh, yeah. still connect. Yeah. And I, I know it doesn't matter where we are. Absolutely. It, it's still just as powerful. And I can feel in my own body the shifts. Um, how, I mean, I guess we can talk about how can you, how are you incorporating your energy healing into the end of life doula? And could you talk more about your, the Celtic roots and what energy type of healing that, that you help people with? Yes. Those are big questions. So I might have to ask you to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, we'll just, we'll do, we'll do part one is, um, you know, with the end of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the end of life and the energy healing. So that was actually, which I, I realized I kind of like skipped over this, which was a big part of how the energy work and the end of life doula stuff kind of, um, wove together in my journey. But, um, one of the earlier things that happened to me before I was, um, had my energy healing practice that kind of prompted me to go see my energy healer and say, Hey, this is going on. I have not had this happen before. I'm a little freaked out from it. Um, you know, I've always been intuitive. I've always, you know, been very sensitive to energy. Um, and one of my, let me see, it was, oh, it was my grandfather first. He was dying of cancer and I started getting visitations from him. And he was asking me to help him cross over, to help him leave his body. And the first time it happened, I was just like, this is clearly just me making this up. I'm just gonna, you know, like we do, like so many of us do, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been intuitive, especially when it's something that's like so different and out there. I'm just like, I don't know about this. And it would not go away. He would not leave me alone. And so, and this was a grandpa, I was very close with him and I knew that he was open to this sort of thing too. So eventually I, I just sat down, I got into a meditative state and you know, I've done energy. I had done energy healing on myself at that point. So I just kind of listened to that intuitive voice and helped move his energy and create an open channel for him to leave his body. And the next day I got the call that he had crossed over. Um, yeah, it was, it was special, but it was also, to be honest, it was scary. It was, a it was a scary thing for me. And I, I didn't really know I felt uncomfortable sharing it with people because, you know, death is such a hard thing to talk about. And then there was also an element for me that I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm the reason that he died. Um, which I think I knew on a deep level that that wasn't true, but it's hard to kind of like, so to explain that to people who don't understand energy. Um, and so that happened and I, I didn't tell anybody, I just kind of like, let it, let it be. And then, um, I think it was like six months later, my husband's grandfather um, was dying and the same thing started happening again. I was getting visitations from him 
And again, it was like, and I was just kind of like, okay, this is happening again. This is interesting. So I'm not making it up. (laughs) And so I did the same thing. And again, it was the next day we found out that he transitioned. Um, And it was at that point that I decided to go see my energy healer and just tell her like, this is what's been going on. Um, And that was when she opened the door for me and she just kind of said, you know, and she's trained in a lineage of Celtic um, shamanic practitioners. And she said, you know, if you would like to learn and you would like to practice this, I think that, um, I think this is a sign that this is, you know, kind of where you're (laughs) meant to go. And uh, I was honored and excited. So I said, yes. So we started a very um, traditional relationship of, of training, you know, there's not, and a lot of these very traditional ways of learning shamanic practices, there aren't training courses, you know, she learned from somebody who learned from other shamans. And um, so I've been working with her for the last, oh gosh, I think it's almost three years now. Um, I had been seeing her for probably six years before that. So we have a long history, but um, two or three years that I've been kind of mentoring underneath her. Um, So that was where the energy work and the end of life doula stuff kind of came together. Now, that that said that it's very much like an option. Like people who work with me know that the energy work is something that I can add into the end of life doula services, but it's an option because that's not, it's not for everybody. And I respect that. Um, but for those who do want it. And one of the things that my teacher taught me early on was to occasionally just open myself up to anybody who might want to come through for healing, you know, just like, So I do that sometimes too, and have helped people transition that way where I just go within and I'll just say, you know, I'm here, I'm available. Is there anybody that needs, that needs help leaving their body and just help clear that energy for them and see who comes through. Um, So that's how the energy work ties in to the end of life doula work. Um, And like I said, I don't know that that would have, that, you know, marriage, that combination would have happened if I had skipped to, you know, going back to school to become a hospice nurse. So it's, and I know that that's, you know, I know that that's where I'm supposed to be and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, so beautiful. And I don't know if you can explain this, but I'm just interested in knowing, um, energetically helping somebody transition. Could you like walk us through if you can, I don't, it might be hard to explain. Like I'm, I'm sure it's different through every process, but I'm just intrigued by like, yeah. What, what's going on when, when you help somebody transition? Yeah. Um, I'll touch a little bit just kind of on how like the energy healing works for me because it's kind of one in the same, not that, you know, if you get an energy healing session with me, I'm not going to like, <laughs> I'm not going to make you transition to the other side, but <laughs> there have to be other things, other things afoot. Um, it's very collaborative work though. Um, it's not, necessarily me. I have a very close relationship with my guides and with the four elements. And I use those in different ways. Um, So I I access the energy field of the person I'm working with, which as you mentioned, can be done in person or distance. Most of my clients are distance. Um, All of the times that I've helped people energetically leave them, leave their body, it's been distance. Um, So it doesn't matter. (laughs) That part doesn't matter. And it feels the same for me. I, you know, I, I feel as if I'm entering 
their energy body, the way that that information comes through to me, I get a lot of the different clairs. So I see things in my mind's eye. I don't usually see things if, with my eyes open. So my eyes are usually closed and I see it within my mind's eye. I feel things within my body. Sometimes I hear things. Um, so I get kind of, I would say clairvoyance and clairsentience are my most primary clairs. And then I have a sprinkling of clairaudience and sometimes other weird shit will happen where I'm just like, oh, okay, that's a new one. Like sometimes I'll get the clairgustance and I'm like, oh, what a surprise. <laughs> um, and so when I... Um, see the energy body, you know, I very much created like almost like a, a form of language between my guides and, and, and myself so that I know what they mean when they show me certain things. And so when I'm working with somebody to help them transition, I'm very much focused on like the crown of, um, of the energy body and just clearing that area. So I'm just pulling away. I might use water because water is very clearing to help clear and pull that away. And then I'm literally just kind of like trying to open up that channel for them so that they can leave the body, which I know it sounds really simple. And honestly it is. And that's, that's one of the things I hope eventually to do is to help train and teach other people ways to do this. Um, that's the first time I've said that out loud. So that's like a whole other thing that I'm not even like close to yet, but I know that it's, you know, it'll be a someday in the future um, thing that I will be helping with and hopefully training other people to do as well. And when you spoke it into existence, it's here, yeah. it's here, it's already here. Um, yeah, you're right. That sounds very simple, but powerful. So is it just out of our kind of 3D humanness that wants to hold on that out of like fear or is it all sorts of different things? It's just, I think it's, I think it's a few different things. I think it's, um, I think a lot of people are not as sensitive to the energetic realm. So for them, like, you know, for me, I can get into a meditative state and feel like I leave my body. That's like an easy thing for me to do. For most people, that's not an easy thing. And I forget that sometimes, but for some people, you know, they're just not either as aware and it's not a negative thing. It's not like, oh, you know, you just can't feel energy. We just all have different gifts. We all have different abilities. Um, so I think some people struggle to feel that energetic shift of it's time to leave. Like the times that I had um, those two grandfathers come to me it was very much like, I need help. I just need help. Like I want to leave. I'm ready to leave, but I'm having a hard time getting out. Um, so I think it will vary. I think it varies from person to person, but I think for those two people, it was just very much like they just needed a little, a little nudge, a little help. And an interesting thing, and I don't know if this is something that maybe helped me know what to do. But when my grandmother was dying, she was seeing, um, she was seeing visions of her father and she kept saying, pull harder, like pull, like, and I don't know, that was something that always stuck with me. Like she needed help just kind of like getting that, that strength to help pull the energy body out. Um, so I do think that maybe, you know, cause I, she was the first one in the, my chain of many deaths. <laughs> she was the first one. And I think that that really stuck with me and had an impact on me. 
um, of how I approached these, these instances of people needing that assistance. And I think, you know, from my experience that I've interviewed another medium years ago, Julie Ryan, I can put the link in the show notes. I can't even remember when it was, but her depiction of when she sees people dying is like, there's different, she has seven stages of death and um, it depends on how you perceive the world too is like, like you said, Mm -hmm. how intuitive are you? Are you used to leaving your body? Like maybe your grandmother saw her father because that's that's what made her feel comfortable and and so forth so at the end of the day it's all just energy but we can see or experience it at the level that we can perceive it which is really beautiful too yeah absolutely yeah I think everybody's experience is very unique and that what comes through is what needs to come through for that person yeah I love it it's like this is very heartwarming conversation about death (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like a heartwarming yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, and it is. I, and it makes me, it makes me a little bit sad because it's it's turned into something we avoid. It's turned into something we push under the rug. And to be honest, for our ancestors, it was not only a very natural thing, but it was a very heartwarming thing. And I think we've lost that in a lot of ways. And. I hope that we can start to get it back and reclaim it because death, there's just so much now death is hard. I've said this before and I've gotten some pushback from some people in my like Instagram audience of saying, you know, death is really beautiful. That's not to discount that death is also ugly. Death is hard. Death is awful, but there can also be beauty and peace and warmth at the same time. And I think that's, that's the piece that we need to kind of reclaim to help heal our relationship with death. Um, Because when we can learn to face all of the hard, ugly, difficult parts of death, it opens up all of this beauty and warmth that we've just been missing out on. You know, it, it forces us to face our lives more fully and who doesn't need more of that? I know. And I think we're about to end this conversation the same way we started when I was thinking about the allowing and the feminine part of being in business, but also like what you just described, how death is beautiful. That's that's that divine feminine power in the way of like death and destruction mm-hmm. to come through to yeah. be able to rebuild and regrow anew. Yeah. And I think right now we see it, at least you and I see it, and I can feel it. My whole bot, my crown just lit up too. Divine feminine is coming back up mm-hmm. for us to heal and to relook at and to balance in ourselves and as a culture, as a as humanity. And death is part of that. Death is definitely part of that. Yep. Absolutely. Ugh. Well, Cassie, was there anything else you wanted to talk about or you feel like called on your heart to talk about before we start to close the show down today? Mm, I guess the only thing that's really coming up for me, which I feel like is something you probably talked about a lot in here in this, in this podcast space, but I think one of the best ways that we can start to touch into being in better relationship with death is getting closer to nature and honoring the cyclical seasons of the natural world. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do you, how do you get more comfortable with death? How do you be okay with this? How do you face your own mortality? 
And for me, so many of the healing moments I've had around facing my own mortality and getting more comfortable with death all go back to my relationship with nature because nature is our greatest teacher. Um, and the natural world is constantly showing us the beauty and power and regenerative nature of death. Um, so, so that would be the only little bit that I would add. Oh, so beautiful. And our bodies, I will have to say our bodies as women, oh, our bodies, our are cycles. Yeah, yeah. We are the natural world though. So yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. It was like, yeah, we're not a part, we are the natural. Thank you for that reminder. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on today, Cassie. It was so wonderful talking um, death and re, 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 rebirth, really. I don't even want to say death. It just rebirth, transitioning. Um, thank you so much for being here and your beautiful heart. And we end the show every single way, every episode, how may we the listeners as a big hug of gratitude be of service for you in return today? Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna, I've got two things coming to mind. One is to get outside, get your feet on the earth, your bare feet, look at your natural environment surrounding you, look for the death and look for the life, look for both and just breathe there. And then the second thing is if you do feel called to dive a little bit deeper into my work, I do have a free guided meditation to connect with your spirit guides. So I will provide that, that link if you want to join and to receive that you do need to join my newsletter, but I promise it's well worth it. <laughs> but yeah, those are two things. Both, both very powerful. Thank you so much. And we'll have that spirit guide meditation in the show notes for you guys to click away and download. But thank you so much for being here today with us, but also allowing and trusting and being guided to guide others to their own transitions and their, their, to who they really are. So thank you so much for being on here with us today. Yeah, you're very welcome. 